When you pray, what do you often pray for? Or specifically, when you ask God for something, what do you often ask God for? Usually it is health-related issues. Yeah. Well, usually when we get requests from people, that's usually what they are is health-related issues. Yeah. And Paul doesn't pray for that. No. Here in this chapter, in fact, he we know his eyes us. were bad. Remember from the last book in Galatians we studied, he, he talked about his eye issues yeah. and he never asked for prayer for healing. No, no, which is interesting. And yet you see him praying here in Ephesians chapter three and it's it's, awesome. it speaks volumes to yeah. our prayer life. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott and I'll go ahead and get started in okay. verse one of Ephesians three. So first two chapters are great chapters. If you didn't read those over the weekend, then I encourage you to, to get at that. Catch up. Now, before you read that, let me just ask, does anybody yeah. out here want a cappuccino at all? I'm making a cappuccino. <laughs> I'm just getting you back, yeah, Dad. Well. You know that cappuccino maker that he talked about getting? Yeah, last it, Monday. Yeah. He brought, he got one. Yeah. And it's good. For Thanksgiving, you made a bunch and I loved it. But you, you lugged it over to church today. Well, and before I'd like a couple, to, yeah, I'm looking at introducing <laughs> it at church. So, well, before a couple of meetings, I've I had to hold off two meetings because uh, walking into a meeting, my dad goes, "Hey, who wants a cappuccino?" Like <laughs> six staff raised their hand. I'm like, "Well, I guess we're going to start ten minutes late, guys." <laughs> Barista Scott. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start reading the Bible now that we had that spiritual word. Yeah. Uh, when I think of all this, and, and you know, talking about answered prayer, because didn't I say something about that? Yeah, getting a cappuccino, and look at there. I, I guess I didn't really <laughs> talk pray, about praying for it. Pray for it. <laughs> and that would be pretty selfish, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, when he says, when I think of yeah. all this, he's referring to the end of chapter two. Yeah. When he talks about the, the church. Yeah, the, yeah. How the And specifically the Gentiles are now in the family of God, which is just yeah. a, a wild truth, especially during this time. The people who were not even allowed in the Jewish temple, he says, all of you together with both Jews and Gentiles coming together, being fitted together, have become this holy temple to the Lord yeah. as the church being now the temple. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. So when I think of all this, uh, all this, the Jew and Gentile coming together, being this worship place for God, Paul, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming by the way, that you know, God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I'm the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept from uh, kept secret from the beginning. Now again, this goes back to what we talked about in Galatians when, and we talked through this mm-hmm. about how Paul it was his specific ministry to take the gospel to, and it first went to Jews yep. as, you, as we talked about. The, you know, he first went to the Paul synagogues said to the Jew first. Yes. Yeah, he went to the synagogues, but this all this went to the Gentiles, and so Paul's ministry became aimed at the the Gentiles. Yeah, and he and he saw this as a calling from God, and this is the mystery. He often talks about this mystery that that mystery was that the Jews did not understand how they were supposed to be a blessing to the whole world and bringing people into faith in this, the same Yahweh that they served. Yeah. 
Yep. But that that had always been the plan. Mm-hmm. You can pick verse up the verse yeah. 10. It says, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Think about that. The mm. Church being the example. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. That's a, that's yeah, a beautiful verse, too. You imagine, like, I think sometimes, you know, we, we think about standing before God. And there's a sense of healthy fear that we kind of feel when we think about that. Like, oh, standing before God would be terrified. But Paul's saying here is like, well, you can come boldly and confidently. Not because of what you've done, but because you are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, that he sees you through the blood of Jesus. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Verse 14, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, that he will empower you with physical strength. No, it doesn't say physical strength. inner strength. Inner strength (laughs) through his spirit. Now, Dad, I know that this is something that... um, that you've talked about quite a bit before, especially even uh, at a staff level, as mm-hmm. far as praying, because we tend to pray for uh, very physical, physical things, which, which I understand, you know, like, you know, when you're physically sick, it, it does really, it, it can, it can weigh on you even mentally, but there is something about praying for something beyond the physical. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, I, I, it probably shouldn't annoy me, but it, it does a little bit because, I find so many of the requests that we're getting in are people that we have no clue who they are. We're, we we don't know who they are, and and sometimes they're a distant relative. It's like my my great aunt or great uncle or my my uh, coworker's niece. Or, I mean, and we're praying for some kind of a health concern. And I, and of course, I'm concerned about Jesus cared about physical health. He did heal people, yeah. but the greatest concerns are for people's spiritual well being. And do how concerned are we for people's spiritual well being? Yeah. Are we really going after those things and praying for them and that they would come to know Jesus and that God would reveal himself to them? That's why our favorite prayer request that we see, not that favorite, it's not like we have like yeah. great prayer requests. We pray for prayer requests and we do not judge them, but we love seeing prayer requests like pray for my friend that God would open his eyes and that God mm. would use me yes. to, you know, those are those like, oh yeah. That's how we should be praying yeah. for the spiritual needs, which are far greater than any physical need. Yeah. Says then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, mm, and how deep that. his love is. This is his prayer. Yeah. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. <laughs> then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Wow, that just that verse right there, man, it's a it's a great benediction, even though he's not getting to the end of the book yet, but it it's this it's 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 been a historically a great benediction yeah. offered in many churches. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That's actually where he goes. You know, this is a, chapter three is a transition from the theology, the doctrine that he was teaching to this prayer where he's using all of the spiritual stuff that he has, you know, the theology that he's been introducing up until now. And then putting this in prayer form, which then becomes a transition to the very practical portion. That's why, ne- so tomorrow we're going to get into chapter four, verse one, 
and it becomes very practical. That's how Paul's epistles all were. That's how we design our sermons as well, is that we we do address the the Bible teaching and we emphasize the accuracy and understanding the scriptures, but we're really big on being practical. That, that That's how Paul wrote the epistles. And I, well, that's I what Jesus you, told us. He said, teach them how to obey. Yeah. That's application. Yeah, right. I, I really grow weary of, especially those that are supposed to be mature Christians who say, I want more depth. I want more depth. I want more meat. And well, you're supposed to be mature enough to be able to go get that meat on your own. That's being grown up in Christ. But in the church, we're to be teaching practically, okay, this is what the Bible says. And now this is what we're supposed to do about it. That's our goal with every sermon. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4 is the corresponding proverb for today. Yeah. And the the, the verse uh, verse 23 is such a great verse and it, 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 I think that many people have chosen this to be a life verse in some way and I think it is works that way. It, it can be very well, but uh, verse 23 says above all else guard your heart for it affects everything that you do. Now the heart we talked about this actually in our staff uh, devotional this morning. The heart, we have, in the scriptures, the heart stands for desires. Yeah. It's the seat of our desires. I know it's described in a lot of ways. Well, it's the inner man, and it's the it's the seat of one's emotions. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't in the ancient world. It was The heart didn't stand for emotions. It does in our modern world. But in the ancient world, when they talked about the heart, they talked about a person's desires. And so he says here, guard your desires for it affects everything you do. Or I like the way the, uh, some of the other versions, the more literal the versions. course of your life. That's another one. Says. Yes. And, yeah. and then another one uh, is for out of it flows everything in yeah. life. Like there's yeah. this flow that comes because out of your you, desires. Yeah. You lead from your heart. You lead mm-hmm. from your desires determine how you lead. It determines how you love, how you do marriage, how you parent, your behavior, how you work, everything. Yeah, how you interact with the church. Your desires are huge. We do according to what we want. And so he says, pay attention to your wanter. And out of it flows everything else. You can train your wanter. You can. You absolutely can. Yep. So, all right. We got an international day of some sort. Well, it's uh, actually my favorite day, international day, Dad. This is going to be ridiculous to most, but it's global fat tire bike day. (laughs) And I love fat tire biking. That's like a new hobby of mine. Yeah. And I know sometimes there's a list of five or six. How down on the list was that? (laughs) That's actually third. The other one was like earmuff day. Come on. That's dumb. Well, it was pretty cool Um, today. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's one, um, it's sixth on the list, but I like this one. National Cookie Day. So, All right. Yeah, we're uh, getting into I'm Christmas okay season. With fat, we can go with a fat tire bike. Okay. Day. That's fine. Right. You love you love the, you're planning yeah. on doing some winter biking, I understand. Yeah. Well, there's a couple guys in our church that fat tire bike as well. And yeah, you can do these races where you go across like frozen lakes and <laughs> on these groomed trails and looking into it. It'd be yeah. fun. So. All right. Well, hey, I hope your Monday. If, if it's, if you listen to this in the morning, I hope you have a, a good Monday ahead of you and, and not as far as what happens to you, but how you make that day. Yeah. And if you're ending Monday, I hope that you were a blessing. Something that I pray with my daughters every night. It's like, God, may, may we bless others. And so yeah, on this Monday, absolutely. may you just focus on being a blessing today to those around you. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.